again the dulcet tones of myself the less dulcet tones of dash and then i don't know how to describe brad but brad here to discuss wide-ranging things bitcoin japan and whatever the hell else gentlemen how are you good thanks good. Ah yes, I love the very strong, firm one word word responses from the both of you. Good. Um, as always, we'll be going through Japan stuff, builder stuff, and then a main topic, which this time the good man Brad will be doing for us. So to kick us off, what's going on in Japan? Gentlemen, thank you. So uh, a little bit of um, inside baseball here, but I delayed our, our recording due to upgrading my Mac. Uh, it took it took a long time. Usually I would be using the sort of 10 minutes prior to the show to, um, we could, in, in the UK English at least, we call it crib, you know, stuff my head with facts before the test and, and, and act as if I'm more well-informed and what have you when it comes to the Japan segment. I didn't have time to do that um uh today so i'm gonna be kind of winging it but i did have three things that i wanted to uh, discuss that have been in the news um so the first thing i wanted to bring up was um maybe the i think this made the overseas media as well so i think the listeners would be familiar with it but the um japan is no longer the third biggest economy in the world they slipped down to fourth behind Germany. Um, when I first came to Japan, Japan was the second biggest economy in the world. I remember um, back in, I think it was 2010 or 2011, they fell from second to third. Um, they were overtaken by China. Um, and now this year, they've been overtaken by Germany. I actually remember as well, before, before coming to Japan, I mean, the people talk about Japan being the, you know, the strongest economy in the world um in the 90s i don't i'm not sure if you you guys re remember that but um it's been a no, hell you're of a the fall only from... boomer gen xer here <laughs> it's been a hell of a fall from grace um now some of that this year is obviously it's the currency has you know fallen off a cliff as we know the yen's currently at something like 150 to the dollar um it, it was pretty in the years leading up to you know last the last 12 months or so it was pretty stable at 110 so that's a that's a hell of a a dip obviously the gdp is measured in in it's denominated in dollars <clears throat> so there's some mitigating circumstances there but then you know the germany is also using their shit coin the euro and that seems to be holding up better um and um and so there you go we're, we're now we're now in the fourth largest economy in the world gentlemen how does it feel Nine i would day. love to know <laughs> how the hell i mean we'll get into this in a second sorry to cut you off how the hell does germany in a depression you know, 
with no gas and all the other crazy shit they're doing mm. managed to overtake Japan. Like, what did Japan do? Did they like? Did everyone in Sapporo die or something? What the hell happened? Sorry, Brett. Go ahead. No, no. That was that was all I had to uh, to say. Well, we we need to know, Brad. You need to come up with the answers. I'm I'm the one that asks the questions. And Andy's the funny guy. We need you for we need the, you for the brains. But um, I I have, I have no idea uh, to answer question, Andy. I think it is just currency devaluation. Um, and for whatever reason, the you know, I mean, so I mean, what and what I'm seeing in the news recently in the business news is, um, you know, they're choking up the stock market again. I think I mentioned that on previous shows. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of like, I think it is top down, like manufactured FOMO that they're trying to generate to, so people will buy the, uh, the, the Japanese stock market. I even saw the headline that, that apparently oil money, this, you know, the Saudis are looking to buy Japanese stock. Seriously, this is a headline that was in the Nikkei. So it's like, it, and it's just, it's just like shitcoin shenanigans, you know, um, to, to try and pump up their, their stock market. And, um, and then I'm also seeing a lot of news reports. They're saying, "Oh, the government is nearly succeeded with its plan to get us out of deflation. Um, any day now, our wages are going to go up. Any day now, you know, the, the first half of the plan has succeeded. We we we've got prices going up now. And any day now, guys, any days we're we're, we're going to get huge pay increases. Um, and and the government, which produces nothing, it grows no crops, it has no factories." Um, you know, uh, is apparently going to, by printing money out of thin air, um, re- revitalize the animal spirits of Japan. And, you know, no, no doubt then we'll go on a tear and we'll, we'll, we'll overtake the Germans, the Chinese, and we'll get back to number two. But, um, but I don't know. It's, um, th- that's what I'm seeing in, in, in the media. Um, I think it is like a top down psyop. Um, I think they're trying to distract people from what's really going on. But w- w- any, any thoughts on that, gentlemen? What well, is interesting? That you have, yeah, the Nikkei at close to all-time highs. Then you have Japan, uh, what, just technically slid into a recession. Um, I'm, Yeah, I'm not smart enough to know how those pieces fit together, but uh, you do have a lot going on. I think the waifu problem is what is driving this there's not enough japanese women cooperating with the international market and bringing in um new investors to the country so japanese ladies pick up the ball here you got to get in the net you got to get in uh more foreign investment so come on um there we have to get more uh guys over here so guys that are listening from foreign lands abroad come pick up waifu there's a there's a shortage of men so you get a two for one and possibly a three for one deal if you hurry over quickly and that'll get us out of this death spiral from fourth to fifth to sixth and get us back to our rightful place number two behind the u.s yeah i mean what could be keeping people away right like it it couldn't be the 110 percent tax you have to pay on your bitcoin holdings if you die could it (laughs) i wonder if that that has something to do with it um yeah so I, i don't know that's that's one that's one plan um i just feel like you know, Japan, Japan's just kind of in this classic thing where they're doubling down. Uh, the government, the central banks, they just keep doing um, yeah, the same thing again and again, expecting different results. Um, you know, and every and the, or, the or, you know the the, the 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 sort of thing I'm seeing is oh, any day now it's going to come to fruition. 
you know, it's like this. I th- I don't know if that's uh, malicious, like a psyop thing, or if or if they just you know they're just full of hopium. They actually think it's going to, it's like the trick is going to come off, and and everyone's going to get a pay rise, and we're going to get back to to the eighties or something. But um, but that but that's that's what I'm seeing in the media. I don't know what I've no idea what the exit plan or the end game is. I re- I recently read uh, Weston's latest uh, post and. Um... I mean, one thing that was interesting was he was drawing a lot, a lot of parallels between the Nikkei action and the uh, Bitcoin action and and making the case that uh, the rise in uh, uh, Japanese stocks was actually a, a, a big uh, contributor to the rise in, in Bitcoin's price. But the other thing I found interesting was he said uh, there's a lot of foreign capital that's flowed into the Japanese stock market, which is largely why it's risen. But actually, Japanese investors kind of hate the Japanese market, and they uh, almost always choose U.S. stocks over Japanese stocks, like a grass is always greener kind of syndrome. And and uh, I think there were even some Japanese comments online that uh, like Buffett had come and and driven up the market, and then they're trying to convince Japanese investors to get in so they can dump on them. So. I think there's, mm. uh, according to to that piece, there's a lot of skepticism from Japanese investors about about uh, investing in Japanese stocks, and they're using this new NISA structure as an opportunity to invest more into uh, the U.S. market rather than Japanese. Mm. That you're makes sense. All the, the, you're hitting all of Dash's favorite talking points here: the Buffett yeah. coming, psyop, yeah. the NISA. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that. I think it's because you know Jap- Japanese people can do math. I don't, sorry, I don't want to get stereotypical here, but if it's like if you zoom out on the chart and you look at the returns year on year, I mean the the Jap- Japanese market is pathetic uh, compared to the you know the S and P five hundred, or I guess most people are probably um, aping into the Nasdaq these days. So I mean, if you just if you just look at the historical returns, but not only that, if you just look at the the prospects of the companies in question, I mean. I don't know if you if on a gun to your head you had to choose Tesla or Toyota like which 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 company is going to thrive and and dominate the car market in the next like two decades which one do you choose? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely Tesla. I was wondering I though with the oh go ahead, nope, 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 go ahead please. With the GDP, I I should have checked this beforehand, but I wonder is it more that Japan uh has declined like the the numbers or is it that germany has has surged for whatever reason and i guess also how big of a contributor is the is the uh, exchange rate i think the exchange rate is huge so i i don't i don't know i didn't break it down into like how much is natural or you know organic or going up and down versus the currency i just was assuming it was all down to the currency um and um but i don't know i i guess i mean how how would how would you do that you would just compare the um the euro's performance against the dollar right and just see i don't know i mean i i don't even follow the euro the euro for me has always been just this monopoly money i just i i hate it when people quote things in euros i do not understand what euros are or what you know how much they they're worth and what have you um but any of you any of you gentlemen more cultured than me do you know do you know how the euros performed in the last couple of years uh i did pull it up uh, a bit ago against the dollar uh, it looks like it really weakened in 2022, like like the yen. But then in 2023, it it came back, and unlike the yen, it managed to hold on to its its gains. So it came back about half what it lost 
before that, it looks like. Do, do you, how much of that do you think is people, like the, the Russians and what have you, for, being forced to use euros? Are they are they able to use euros? And how does that work? Um, be, because they, be, but them being locked out of the US dollar system, I wonder how much of that, like, the euros picking up the slack. Because I mean, why? Why else would the euro hold up? I just like that. That like, like Andy, you were saying that the whole economy is a basket case, right? At least that's what we're told in the media. Well, I guess what? also probably the European banks don't have as low of uh, interest rates as Japan, so oh, they were okay, able to yeah. keep up with the Fed a little bit mm, better in that mm, regard. Mm. I mean, I think you can also, I mean, really chalk some of this up to all these numbers. Uh, number three versus number four, slipping here, yen versus that. All these fucking numbers are fugazi anyway, right? Like, um, who, like, what, what does that mean? The they're now the fourth. I mean, do you want to live in fucking Berlin or do you want to live in Germany? I mean, if you're not retarded, you know, I'd, I'd rather be in Tokyo right now than be in fucking Berlin. So, who comes up with these numbers? This is, I think that you know, I'm not a huge Austrian, but this is where the Austrians make sense. It's like, who comes up with these fucking ridiculous numbers anyway i mean you're going to have medical expenses jump through the roof in all these countries in a few years in which case the gdp will grow will that be a good mm. will that be a net positive for the economy no it's going to suck because you're going to have a bunch of old and dying uh old dying sick people that you have to take care of good for gdp some ridiculous number that they have on a spreadsheet good for everybody in the in the in the country no so i mean all these numbers are ridiculous anyway hmm yeah, I agree. Um, I, I guess like it's like shitcoin market caps, right? It's like Absolutely. yeah, that's all, all well and good until people try and try and sell it, you know, sell on mass. Um, well, okay, so yeah, I think we can all agree then. J- Japan G- GDP in general is bull is a bullshit metric, um, amen. And we'd all rather be in Japan than Germany. Yeah, amen to that. Um, so the yeah, the second thing on the list was um, about PR permanent residency in Japan. Um, and there was something in the news this week, I believe this is new legislation. Again, I didn't do my homework coming into this call as much as I should have done. So fact check me, um, if, if, if you're really interested to know, but, um, yeah, I believe the, the new legislation coming in is that P- PR, um, it's, it's always, it's always in, been a bit of a joke in Japan that, you know, permanent residency is not, is not so permanent. Um, right. So for example, during the COVID, um, you know, uh, manufactured crisis, whatever you want to call it. They, there was, there were people who were locked out of Japan. They left the country um, as permanent residents, and uh, you know, overnight because Japan closed its borders, um, J- Japanese nationals were able to to get back. Um, they weren't uh, the Japanese nationals, as far as I know, were never limited in their ability to leave or come back into to Japan. But permanent resident holders were, were not able to come back into the country for a period of time. And then there was, there was some people who were stuck. They had jobs here, families, permanent residency, and they weren't able to come back, you know, for months, maybe even years uh, during that period. <clears throat> but PR is, is about to get even more shaky um, as this this new legislation would um, enable the government to just to be able to cancel, terminate people's PR in the case that they hadn't paid taxes or social welfare payments, such as the pension. Uh, pension. Um, and so or I mean, even, even prior to this new legislation, you could have PR revoked for, for example, committing a crime. Um, but now they're sort of widening the scope of that to include things like, you know, not, not paying taxes, social welfare. So, um, 
it's I don't know. It's interesting because on one hand, Japan sort of making an effort to uh, encourage people to come, even make fast tracking PR applic- applicants for some uh, applications for certain people who you know meet certain criteria, and yet on the other hand, you know they're sort of um, they're making that the 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 PR itself less desirable. So you know that that created some stir, some some waves in the in the uh, English language media covering Japan. Um, but gentlemen, any any thoughts on on that on PR? Um, did you did you follow that story? I hadn't heard about that. Um, yeah, you're right. It's never been permanent. I mean, you have to renew it every few years, uh, even if you get it. Um, I've been uh, angling for it for a while. I applied a few years ago. Uh, thinking that maybe having been born and raised here would uh, give me a few more points and I wouldn't have to wait the full 10 years since coming back from uh, from college overseas. But uh, no, foolish me. Uh, Sucker. It made no difference whatsoever. I said, you have to wait until 10 years have passed, 10 consecutive years, or uh, get some more points in the system. I'll have to say, Brad, your your chopsticks are very you're very good. You use them very skillfully. Yeah, I should have I should have showed them that. Yeah, they would have handed over immediately. Um, under yourself, you you get nervous. Are you are you a PR? The, the, I'm, trying to, um, I'm trying to dox you here. You don't have to answer. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the interesting thing with um, there isn't I you know there isn't a huge amount of not only is it easy to take away there isn't a huge benefit to it over a longer term visa right Mm. like you like you don't get much on top of it anyway so it's always been a bit of a strange thing they have they have i think they just have this category because they must not because they particularly want to or have thought through what this Mm. all means um as you said it doesn't it it doesn't grant anything permanent um you don't get it by having even been a permanent like bread um so it's it's this weird category of I just don't have to go to the fill out paperwork mm. every five years or whatever however long your visa is you can go every ten so it's a very I mean it's it's a somewhat uh, unceremonious thing anyway mm. so them taking it away is like taking away a gold star I guess because I don't think there's anything about like if if you lose it you're not going to lose a visa you just won't be a permanent resident anymore. So, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I guess maybe, and and then you're kind of then permissioned, right? So that it, they could potentially, when your visa comes up to renewal, refuse to renew it. I, I, yeah, yeah. So maybe you're right. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, how that compares to other countries? I know. I know in the UK, people have to at least visit the UK. I think they have to be there once every five years to maintain their permanent residency. Mm. Um, so I think it's fairly common. I think the U.S. is even stricter than that um, in terms of green card holders. Also, the U.S. has the, the massive benefit. If you get a U.S. green card, you you get to pay taxes wherever you go in the world to the U.S. government. I believe the U.S. government uh, has granted yeah. this this wonderful, wonderful thing on not only Americans, but all the people that are associated with Americans. And if you if you made the mistake of living in America for too long, they will gift you with a permanent residency and they have you by the balls until you die. You can't even give in the fucking thing back. I had a friend whose wife was out of the country for like 17 years and they, they were going back like, can you take this thing back? And they, it was like a challenge for them to get rid of the damn thing. 
they like they're at the border, like you know, you can keep it. It's not a big deal. You don't have to. Do it. So he had, he had he wanted to get rid of it. So he had to fight with these people to get rid of the damn thing. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah it used it, to. I, sorry, go ahead, Brad. It used to be that uh, I think if you got permanent residency, then that applied to you for the for Japan as well, where no matter where you were in the world, you had to pay taxes to the Japanese government on all your income. But then I believe a few years ago, they changed it. So even if you're not a permanent resident, if you've just lived here for five years, I think, then you're uh, obliged to pay taxes on on uh, all your income to to Japan, as well as the US. I, well, I, yeah, I believe that. Is, I mean, the nuance there is the you while you're resident in Japan, right? And then and I think there's an exit tax component as well. That that I, I my understanding with the American green card is it's similar to being a U.S. citizen in that if even yeah. if you're a non-resident, if you leave the U.S., you still have to file taxes to the U.S. government as a green holder, right. green card holder. Mm. I will say, uh, for me, the the attraction of getting PR is that I wouldn't have to have a Japanese employer. I could have, say, an American employer, and uh, yeah. uh, get that. Uh, that nice U.S. salary, but live in Japan and uh, just live like a king among the uh, the cheap. But you would have here. to deal with Dash looking at you angrily all the time because yeah. there's, no, there's nobody hates more than the than the the the, the visiting man with with a with a foreign salary in Japan. Yeah. He hates them with a passion. Yeah, I'm just jealous. Ignore me. Um... So um, yeah, that's that's it. So just be be aware, freaks. I guess you know the uh, the PR is not so P. Uh, it's not so permanent. So you know uh, might not be worth jumping through the hoops to get it. Um, um, for the final story this week, so it was it's Bitcoin related. Sometimes I remember that we're doing a Bitcoin related podcast. Um, so it was, it's the Japanese company, uh, Murakadi who are like, uh, they're like kind of the, e, they're like, like a cool eBay, I guess. I don't know. How would you describe Murakadi? It's like, um, it's a smartphone app where you can just like easily sell things and buy things in your house, you know? Um, so, it's so weird that that got popular here, by the way. Like, it, isn't it? And it is really popular. Yeah. yeah. Everyone I know uses it. It's, and it's really easy to use. It's amazing. Um, but they have, uh, for a while now, enabled you to to buy Bitcoin through their app and kind of hold Bitcoin. And it's, it's fully custodial and you can't withdraw. Um, and the news, I think it was this week or last week, is that they are now enabling you to make purchases using that Bitcoin, you know, in, in the store. Um, so instead of using Yen, you use Bitcoin. Um and you know obviously that's that's fairly noteworthy um i think because it's and it's interesting for me that they seem like a smart company and they seem to be doing a lot of things right and then from my perspective being bitcoin only is is definitely doing things right um and it's kind of an interesting thing because it it gamifies things a bit and especially if you think about a bull market where somebody had kind of been smart enough or lucky enough to uh, either buy Bitcoin or I, I think you might even be able to, you know, convert your purchases, your points, if you like, into Bitcoin um, when you've sold things in the app. And, and and if and if that were to 10x or something, it could prompt a whole lot of like act, activity, commercial activity within the app as people sort of go and 
um, you can't withdraw the Bitcoin. So I guess the hope is that they'll spend it. They'll just be buying things. Um, so that I think I, I think is smart. I mean, as, as a sort of, um, you know, how would you say like um, an idealistic Bitcoin? If you, you know, I, I believe in, in you know, unless you custody your own Bitcoin, unless you have your own private key, you know, uh, you don't really own Bitcoin and there's no point, there's no point in doing Bitcoin. Um, but, but, but just, just thinking as this, putting like the business hat on and thinking as like a Mercadi executive seems like it could, I mean, so it'll be a lot of upside and thanks to the, the fact that they're doing Bitcoin only and they're not doing any like scammy, any NFTs or shit coins, it also limits the downside. Um, and also by them not allowing withdrawals and things like that, it like limits their risk. So, I mean, just seems like a very good strat strategy, business strategy that they're that they're doing, and I think it's quite quite impressive, if not necessarily good for the Bitcoin network. But, um, gentlemen, any any thoughts? If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you can support the show and help us grow by listening on Fountain, a podcast app on iOS or Android. You can share your thoughts on this episode, or simply say thanks by sending some sats with a comment called a boost. Getting started is easy. You can top up your Fountain wallet with a bank card or any Lightning wallet. You can earn sats by listening on Fountain and being an active member of the community. Visit Fountain.fm to learn more. Yeah, my wife uses it as an indicator of whether she's happy with me or not. So when she sees that in the morning, um, it notifies her that Bitcoin went up on the Medicare app, she can I can have breakfast. And if it has gone down, she does not allow me to have breakfast. So uh, it's a good indication for what my day will be like. So I appreciate that. It's like a weather app. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, I, I come down with the, if I see the smile on her face, then I know that we've gone up. And if not, then I go back to the room. You know, Warren Buffett does that. Really? Um, I remember him saying that he, he decides he's on his lunch based on whether the market went up or down, like whether he's going to have um, extra fries or whatever with his, with his McDonald's. Yeah. You're in, you're in good company. All in all, That's I an think interesting... go ahead. Uh, it's, I hadn't thought about it from, uh, from the perspective you mentioned dash that, uh, but they might actually be expecting Bitcoin to, to go up quite a bit and, uh, want to create a bunch of rich users who can, who can then mm. uh, spend that in the app? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to get into their minds, but uh, yeah, is it purely? I don't know. I mean, in, in terms of in terms of where we are in the cycle, we're still like before much normie FOMO. So it would it would have to be someone who's paying quite a bit of attention to it within the company, who's also high mm. up. Well, and they did this a while back, right? Like they first enabled the Bitcoin pitch. Is it was it about a year ago? Yeah, yeah. So the timing is perfect, and so I think uh, that I don't think is an accident. It must be someone, as you're saying, high up in the company who's savvy and well informed. But though I've never heard them speak publicly, or you know, so it's kind of it's a mystery as to what's going on. But it sound it seems like there's some intelligence within that company, which is quite interesting. Um, because it would be a, a very rare example in Japan, it, 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 certainly in the corporate world here. Well, you know, um, to, to you know, I mean, to, I, I might sound harsh here, but most most of corporate Japan is completely clueless 
in my opinion, on, on, on what's going on in, in with Bitcoin and with just technology in general. So it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's, it makes me like that company. It makes me quite bullish on Murdercaddy that clearly they have some, some brains in their, in their boardroom. I wonder what their custody solution looks like. They've got a, they've oh. got a ledger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- Yeah. Um, and I, the good, good question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it, I mean, it kind of, it kind of doesn't matter if you don't, you know, again, um, are you, so what are you, are you thinking that they could, there could be an, like they could, there's risk there, right. In terms of the custody. Um, well, my, my first, the first thing I wonder is just like how they're doing it because I, I, well, I guess there are maybe some Japanese, wasn't there a, uh, Nomura company that was doing offering oh. crypto custody? So mm-hmm. maybe there are some some Japanese custody companies, but uh, yeah, like yeah, the Dr. names. Dr. Oh, Dr. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. But but then yeah, there is there is the risk. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's the same setup as as any of these exchanges, right? Where mm. users have a balance that is shown to them but uh but they don't have the keys the the exchange could do any number of mm. foolish things with it well and they might not even own bitcoin right we don't know they actually even own it they just say you just says t- tells you in the app that you have x number of sats could could be complete bullshit um not saying it is not saying it is probably not the case but uh, with these custodial solutions you never really know yeah um, that was my that was my mm. first thought just skepticism but especially after the past few months. I mean, that would be a huge risk if they were telling users they had this amount of value and, and then uh, turned out they hadn't bought any of the Bitcoin. I mean, they would have to pay out massively. Um, that would be so strange. That's never happened before. Nothing like <laughs> it could. I, you know, I just FTX. had this idea, though. They could probably just buy the ETF, right? It, it, I'm not saying they're doing that, but it's, it's I mean... They just get price exposure, right? And then they're just they're essentially offering price exposure to their users. So you you you've no like mismatch there if you just own the ETF. That's true. Know. That's true. Yeah. I want. So I wonder. I wonder if people. I wonder if that will en- enable like businesses to to do things like Murakadia do because like yeah, like you're saying, the custodial stuff's a, a nightmare, a headache. But if you can just, I mean, if you're not offering the Bitcoin anyway, like redemption is that what you call it of the bitcoin anyway you can yeah. you can just match with the etf which is kind of interesting idea um mm. I, well, one thing I, I like about the strategy too is it's go it's like a very approachable way to quote-unquote do bitcoin right so you know bitcoin typically is very intimidating for uh, newbies but if it's just within the murder app and it's like oh i can just you know i sold this thing for like Fifty thousand yen, and I'll just, I'll just take, I'll just, well, I'll just maybe I'll just put that in Bitcoin, and then you kind of watch as the price goes up, and you know, it's and there's, so it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like Nostra in that way, and when people get zapped and they're like, you know, it's not an investment, then it's just this, it's just this kind of fun thing that you, oh, it's gone up in value now, and um, and it's a sort of circular economy that naturally emerges from that. And I, I, I feel like the same sort of thing could happen with Murakadi, which is kind of interesting. And it might suit the Japanese psych as well to, to do it that way. Yeah, kind of like how you can, uh, on a trading platform, you can trade with uh, pretend money to try mm-hmm. out strategies or or with these gambling sites, you can 
gamble with fake money before you put in real money. Um, yeah, it could be a way of getting them accustomed to it. I, I do think like we need more of a tiered approach to bringing people in, like like super like baby steps, just slowly ramping up from from totally uh, custodial to non-custodial and introducing concepts like one at a time, very slowly. So this could be part of that uh, staircase. I, I agree. I think it'll be a funnel. Um, and I think I don't think Mercati will drive people through that funnel, but I think people will, will go down the rabbit hole of their own accord, right? Once they get hooked. Once you go through a bull market, like the, the number go up thing is a sort of, is a key component here, right? In that there's going to be a number of percentage of people who just become completely addicted to Bitcoin through the bull run and then for for the you know there'll be some and then and then a, you know a percentage of them will go and chick coin and they'll get wrecked and then a percentage of them will in the next bear market they'll be like ah i need to be bitcoin only right and then and a maxi is born so yeah i think um we'll, we'll we'll definitely see that that process play out um so yeah, that's um, I, I, well, one other question on that before wrapping up the Japan segment. I know Murakami is also in the states, right? Um, mm. do, do you guys know if they're doing any Bitcoin stuff in the states? No idea. Hmm. I don't. It'd be interesting to look into that. Mm. Absolutely. Um, or if, or if it's just like a Japan specific strategy because they see that the market here is really underserved, which I think it is. Anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on that, listeners, and uh, keep you informed in future episodes. All right. Well, that's what's going on in Japan. Quick builder segment today, uh, kind of Bitcoin adjacent. Uh, actually, you guys probably know this uh, better than I do, but I think show some love and do a shout out to the Unleashed.chat people, which is an AI chatbot service designed with real privacy in mind. Stands out with its live Nostr data querying and advanced context embedding capabilities, including learning large data files, text, PDF formats. It allows for Bitcoin payments via the Lightning Network for privacy and speed. And the platform employs latest open source models prioritizing uncensored options, currently offering Mistrial 7B, whatever that is, Wizard LM 33B, and Cynthia 70B with more sizes, such as 180 coming. They're on version 0.01. Anybody who's used ChatGPT or Copilot on Bing uh, knows what these things are. This is a Bitcoin one open source. All the models are are, are uncucked, as far as I know. Uh, this is NVK's baby, right? Uh, you guys, Dash, you probably use this more than I do. I've played with it a little bit, but I don't have much need for uh, Chat uh, Chat uh, the the AI bots on the regular. But from what I used, it was good. It's a little bit. It's it's not quite as polished as a co-pilot on Bing or the or the ChatGPT, but you're also not getting the weird, retarded um, censorship or the censorship. Yeah, the censored version where it gets screwy all of a sudden or has a, has those weird hallucinations where I'll start quoting things that didn't happen or uh, cutting you off, telling you that you're a you know a racist or something uh, for the question that you asked. Uh, so, do you guys have any opinion on unla- unleashed t- chat? Did you say it was MVK's thing? Is it not? Is, is it, it's oh, his I, thing, right? No, so I, I'm not sure. I so basically, I my my experimentation with AI, like for the text stuff, I generally just use uh, ChatGPT. Got to be honest, but I'm generally just using that with my kids and their homework, and you know, it's like yeah. 
I'm um, using it for like the, those quote unquote educational purposes. So I don't, I don't, I don't need, I mean, it's, it's better if it follows the official party line with its answers and stuff. Cause he's got to submit those things into, into school. Mm. Um, so, and then for like the base AI stuff, I, I was running my own instant. Like I've downloaded that open source LLM and, you know, I was just, I was just having fun with that, making it saying outrageous things. And, you know, that, that gets old pretty quick. Right. And I don't really have a use case to need that. Like, well, all the time um what i need is like something that generates images because like for example we're doing events with tokyo citadel and i, I like to have like ai generated images you know the kind of marty does mm. whatever <clears throat> excuse me but i don't like i don't want to pay i want to give my credit card to stable diffusion or whoever the hell like um does these images i think the images you generally have to pay for because they're more gpu intensive maybe or something i have no idea why um and I have found some of the models available over Nostra. So you can, you can like follow certain bots on Nostra and then you DM them with a prompt and you pay them in sats and you can get images, but they kind of suck a little bit and they're kind of hard to use and so, and so, and they're unreliable as well. Um, and so I'm just in the market for some, like, I would love, um, something like, you know, uh, O or whatever. And I could just go there and generate images with prompts and pay in sats. Like I would be using that thing all the time. As far as I know, it doesn't. It doesn't exist, though. Um, yeah, and I and I just haven't. I just haven't had a need to use the like the based like MVKs thing. I just and, and I believe you need an email to sign up for it as well. And so I just never, I never got around to using it. Yeah, there was a, a right after Dolly two came out. There was someone had uh, set up a uh, a tool that used it, but uh, instead of signing up for a subscription with your credit card, you could just pay with lightning um, per usage. So that was pretty cool. But I uh, I wasn't able to find that recently. And I think they've even changed how Dolly is uh, available to users now within within OpenAI. I think you have to you have to pay for chat GPT four and you get everything as a package or something. Um, so I'm not sure if anything exists for images right now. Yeah, the one I was using is called Stable Art Maker on Nostra. And it was like, it was very reasonable, something like 50 sats per image or something. And you could use the, um, what is it, MJ? What does MJ stand for again? It was like the cool, it was like the good, it was like the good thing. But, you know, then, then, I'd, then I'd like send... Um, uh, prompts to the thing and it would just be down sometimes like it's it's just not reliable i think i just think it's some pleb who's running it and you know he's probably not making as much money as he as he was hoping and so he's just kind of maybe neglecting you know mid journey that was that's the yes yeah, so you oh, could yeah. use mid yeah you could use mid journey through this thing for like 50 sats of time and the images were really good quality but yeah it just stopped working for you know unfortunately i also found that substack uh when you're writing your posts um, it used to be that you just had access to a, a big library of stock photos, but now there's a generate option and you can put in a prompt and it'll generate a photo for you. I use that for my last uh, written post, but they're pretty simple. Like it can't handle mm. uh, complex prompts, mm. but it is free. Did you, did you see Marty had done one? What was it again? It was... <laughs> something with biden uh it was hilarious um, i didn't see that you have to follow i do, do you follow his news you know you know marty from Rab, rabbit hole recap yeah uh, yeah marty, marty ben. ben 
So he sends out a newsletter and he's always, he's always <laughs> doing like Biden and Janet Yellen in there. And I don't know how he gets those. Cause I'm sure those are filtered in the, in the, you know, the quote unquote official service, official services. But uh, yeah, he, 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 he generates good ones. Well, that's the Bitcoin adjacent builder segment. Shout out to unleashed.chat. If uh, you have a chance, check it out. Probably works fairly well. I don't know how it compares to the others, but seems like we'll be using these tools for the future. So we might as well get used to them. Folks out there, if you can help with the open source ones, that makes the open source all the better. So, Brad. What are we talking about for the remainder of our time? Yeah. All right. So one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is how Bitcoin impacts business models. And uh, one uh, one aspect of that or reason I've been thinking about it is because I, I'm trying to I'm trying to go independent with this podcast. And uh, I decided to use Substack as my publishing platform. Um, I like Substack because it... Uh, it has very few distractions. You don't have like walls of links on either side and and uh, ads or anything like that. So I like the very simple layout. What I don't like is that uh, you, you have to pay in fiat for it. Um, credit card is the main option. Well, I don't have to pay, but if, uh, if I want to do paid content for subscribers, then they have to pay with a credit card. I think they say that for select accounts, they offer the option to pay in Bitcoin. I think uh, Bitcoin Magazine Pro, you can pay in Bitcoin for that through the Substack platform. I think Koji also mentioned that when, you know, when he launched his, because he's using yeah. Substack, right? I think he tried to negotiate with them, but you need a certain amount of subscribers, I think, before they'll allow yeah. you to do it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, so I've been thinking, you know, like we're talking about this this revolutionary borderless permissionless money surely we can figure out better payment solutions for for our own projects our own businesses um so even though i i've been drawn to the simplicity and convenience of substack i uh keep wondering if i should do something more like like launch a website and use a tool like mash to uh i mean at the very least you just generate QR codes for tipping at the at the bottom of each post, or mm. I think with Mash you can do even more complex things like um, you could gate the content and people have to pay like some amount of Sats to access it. Um, they can let's see, watch videos and and maybe stream stream Sats to the creator for the duration that they're watching, stuff like that. Um, so. That's something that's been on my mind. And then uh, to, to broaden it out a bit to the, the whole media question, because uh, we keep hearing that traditional media is broken. No one wants to pay for content. So the content sucks. It, it's all uh, monetized with ads. But then the, the content becomes increasingly clickbait and uh, just as a, as a method to serve up ads. Um, People hate the ads, but they don't want to pay for the content. No one wants to pay for a subscription. And uh, so we get worse and worse journalism that is more and more, um, what's the word, uh, captured by corporate interests. Um, 
So I thought uh, it might be cool to spend some time thinking about if Bitcoin could improve or even rescue the uh, the media or publishing business model. I like I my my initial thoughts are again just to bring up Marty Bent because I know he's trying to do something similar with his uh, TFTC.io, and he sends out these. Um, what does he call them? Marty's Bents. Oh, yeah. Essentially, yeah. And he's trying to do something like where with kind of micropayments. He's been experimenting with that. So, but I, for, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't work um, because like it'll come up when you're reading the article, oh, can you send me some sats? But then you'd have to click the thing and it's going to bring up an invoice and you're going to have to scan it and blah, 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 right? There's too much friction. So, Marty's thing just isn't working for me. In fact, it puts me off even reading his article because I know when I'm when I'm when I'm reading it, that thing's going to pop up, you know, and and annoy me. And I think what you said, Brad, is is key. Like a little earlier, when you were saying that you kind of like Substack because of the minimalism and no thing, no distractions around it. Like any just like for me, I'm the same. Any distractions on a page is like ah, I'm never I'm never going to open that thing again. Um, and so I think you just got to keep it minimal. Now, where I'm bullish though is like Nostra, right? So like I mean, I'm using Ameth- amethyst, but if I have a if there's a post that gives me some value, um, I'll generally like zap, and it and it's and it might be like it's like a cent or two cents, right, whatever. Um, but I but I'll do it because um, I it's, it's it's relatively frictionless. I mean, you still have to click out to the I in my case wallet Satoshi. It's, I found it's the smoothest. And then it'll just auto approve the amount, and so it's not like it's like not that bad. So I'll do it right now. If 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 you could in, in, integrate something into Nostra where it said, "Look, this is Brad's post," um, and you know, if you click here, it's going to expand it, and it's going to cost you fifty sats. Like I wouldn't have a problem with that, right? Because then it's just a similar workflow to the to the Zap, and you know, um, if it's if it's something interesting and there's zero friction. I'll pay 50 sats, I'll pay 100 sats, whatever, whatever the amount is, right? So I think something like that where you just completely minimize the friction and so the key there would be like leveraging just as much as possible things that people already had in store like Wallet Satoshi and you know Amethyst or Damas or whatever. Like if you could do that, then I think it could work in my opinion. Yeah, the Primal app is good for that because they have the wallet built in, I think. Primal could be a good way of onboarding people, not just to Nostra but to Bitcoin, because it, they make it uh, they make it very easy. Did you did you solve the by the way? Because um, I tried to, I mean, again, a bit of inside baseball. I tried to zap you the other day on Nostra and it, it didn't work um, initially. Right? Is that if I, I get the sense Primal sometimes isn't reliable? But is that is that just me? Well, in my experience, every everything Nostra related is, mm. uh, is sometimes un, unreliable. Um, I, yeah, so eventually yours did go through, um, and I don't know if it's fixed now or not. Um, but yeah, I do have both Damas and Primal on my phone and, and Damas is pointing to wallet of Satoshi and Primal is pointing to, uh, it's native wallet. So that, mm. that might be, that might be a, a source of trouble, but in the future, like if Noster goes, the direction we we hope it will i would expect people to have multiple noster apps on their devices mm. so so they will have to solve this if that is a problem 
Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just in general, just like if you could, there's so many times when, for example, um, yes, say it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe even the New York Times, whatever, right? Maybe, you know, once in a blue moon, they have something I want to read. And they're like, oh, you've got to subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And I, oh, okay, screw that, right? But if I could just give those guys 100 sats and just get the article, I would do it every time. You know, I, don't, I yeah. feel like there's a there's a big demand out there for it, but it's just, but it can't be like scanning QR codes and then click here and that. It's got to be like, okay, I, I click on my, in my Albi thing says, do you want to give these guys 100 sats? And I say, yes, and that's it. It has to be that easy. And if it isn't, you know, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't see it working. And it's less, and it's less about the amounts because it's like, whatever, it could be 100 yen, right? You can just, screw it i want to pay it i mean it's less than a coffee but yeah it's more the friction yeah some of these articles i would happily pay like their whole monthly subscription fee just to read the article but i don't want to sign up for a mm. recurring thing and and dox yourself right and just give all your yeah. data for them to leak like three months later to the you know korean mafia or whatever right so I mean, it's just i'd, I'd like two things I, I don't want friction and i don't want to give you any private information just those two things the value transfer can happen but you know that's it that's all i want to do i just want to transfer value and you know get I the think article something like some kind of um a text version of like uh what do we use uh the fountain app you know where it's it's already built in and as you're scrolling or because as you know fountain you set a limit for how much you want to to pay uh, mm. per second or whatever or every minute or however it works you could I, i'm sure there's some way we could set it up as you're scrolling like the the word count you're paying per word count or whatever something like that i think would be good because then it's all internal and it's just set up so that you don't even have to agree to it, it, it if it comes through this this reader then it's just it's just automatic um I don't know if you could do that so that each individual author or something could uh, uh, say, you know, any access to my article is minimum hmm. 100 yen in sats or whatever. I, I don't know how you, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about the back end, but something where it was just automatically, you know, you set it, you put, you deposit, you know, a million sats in there and then whatever you read, it just slowly whittles it down over the course of time. That's a good idea, actually. And I think, I why can't that be fountain, right? Like Fountain oh, sure. doesn't have to limit itself to a podcast app. So it'd be interesting to know if those guys have any ideas about like, yeah, expanding the scope of what they're doing. Because like you say, and, and the great thing about custodial, I know it's custodial, but I don't mind custodial in that sense because you just load it up with a few thousand sats. That's why I use um, Wallet Satoshi with Nossi. So like I've only got like 2,000 sats in it or whatever. Um, and so that and that gets rid of rid of 99% of the friction right there, right? As soon as it's custodial. So um, yeah, I wonder if Fountain are thinking about doing it. You, I, <laughs> you uh... should reach, reach out and ask them. Actually, I, I did. I interviewed Nick uh, there. Was he C? Oh, I forget. Oh, one of, one of their founders um, interviewed him last year, and they mentioned video content as a next step. So hmm. they're definitely they, they've got a roadmap. Um, but it sounds like they might be going more in the YouTube or Twitch direction rather than uh, rather than the text hmm. direction, which makes sense in terms of what people spend the most time doing. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe a I primal then. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andy. No, but I, you know, when, when you said, um, Brad kind of launched it off with, uh, you know, the, the revolutionary money, whatever that, as you, you know, Brad and I, or, uh, Dash and I have been talking about how we don't use that. That's the forbidden word. Now we use reformational instead because revolutionary is, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, as, as you know, the media, 
you know, this is a more general topic, but the media has always been somewhat subsidized by patronage, right? So I think for uh, a, re- a reformed media that doesn't suck, that isn't, you know, three retards on the back end copying chat GPT and all, t- I- I'm using a, a specific example from, from a friend, three morons on the back end copying a chat GPT and putting their name on it. Uh, that took six weeks to get out and the thing was three paragraphs long. Um, the, the patronage model with number go up. I think one of the more important things mm-hmm. that Bitcoin does for this is get hands out of morons and get into the hands of people who are more productive with their money, right? Who mm-hmm. are looking for better content because you have people um, on both sides yet yeah, where you have a George Soros, you have a Peter Thiel where you have, um, uh, a, you know, a Clinton foundation on one end, you have Elon Musk on the other, right? Like you have people on, on divergent sides here that are willing to put money towards things that they want to see in the world. Um, hmm. I think for us, it's important to see Bitcoin number go up, not hmm. exclusively, but primarily as, as a driver, because then that puts the, the, uh, that puts the power in our hands to say like, okay, enough stories on uh you know gay chinese uyghurs who are trans and love you know the animal spirits of the ancient near east you know all this kind of weird shit that's like, my favorite disney movie actually <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know but when they, when they don't have the power to make up stories that don't exist about people that do not really live anywhere and that 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 don't actually have any corporal reality and it's us it's people like us who are like no how about we talk about things that are are real and uh let's hear about stories that that actually make sense then um we can patronize those things i think that's kind of the found that's um the foundation of the fountain app right and then i one of i think what makes that or what has made that successful is the fact that people do like the patronage model and they do like the value for value model but right they don't have the capacity to do so because money goes here money goes there they're already spending money on a on a, uh, a netflix account they're spending money on this thing that thing and this is just one more uh you know one more account that they have to spend on hmm. but if number goes up enough and they have even you know say you know you don't have to have dollar sat parity but you know say you have somebody with 0.1 bitcoin but that 0.1 bitcoin is now worth you know $75,000. I mean, they're, they're much more willing to then take that and use that for things and content that they wish to see in the world. Right. Hmm. That's, that's a great point. I think, and that would apply not only to me, like media as, as in journalism and opinion pieces, or whatever, but also the arts, right. Music, art in general, like that, like you say, Andy, that that's the patronage models. And plus number go up, plus the kind of culture war thing we got going on, as you sort of alluded to. And it's like, well, I can support my, you know, uh, quote unquote, for want of a better expression, my my team or, you know, my belief system or whatever through this transfer of value. And if it's frictionless, and as you say, like I've, I've seen my purchasing power appreciate, um, then then it enables me to do that, right? And so I guess I guess then the the point would be if you think that your art and your opinions and your what you offer in terms of value aligns with 
the values of this emergent class of um you know pe- people with 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 growing purchasing power and hard money then it makes sense then to build out some sort of media or, you know or you know whatever you whatever your art or your media is to offer that through these chat like the um not nostra etc like channels that get get you in front of bitcoiners fountain nostra etc so yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense i was talking with tentacle recently and this topic came up of whether we need a japanese language and bitcoin only uh media outlet and uh mm. well what do you guys think do you think there's a do you think well first of all do you think there's a need for that and then do you think it could be done in a sustainably profitable way i think there's there's definitely a need i think it's emerging though no i mean i know i know Te- tediko has her lost in bitcoin and i'm not sure how actively maintained that is but i know there's another one that's emerged recently and i should i should look it up because i i she, she I, do you guys listen to the libertarian man podcast occasionally yeah um mm. you know the lady there that that's always getting the mic and asking him questions oh i've only heard his voice yeah she, there's a lady and I'm, i want to find and, and give her a shout out because she's also doing she, apparently she's got a website uh, like just trying to help onboard people in um uh in in just in kind of noobs to bitcoin oh, um it's awesome. uh she, she, shigeru minami oh shigeru minami is that a I guess she got us the surname, right? Uh, Why are you stalking this poor Twitter profile, Dash? I wonder if that is she got. I, I, the problem is I don't, I don't I don't look at this website. <laughs> look at the website because I'm I'm obviously in. Um, I might it might be wrong. It might be the wrong person that I'm looking at. But um, I will look it up for, for for at least the next show. But there's yeah there there, there is there, there is like this thing emerging right. You got libertarian man with his like twice weekly podcasts or whatever, all Japanese only. You've got Koji with his like Substack thing diamond hand substack pro version um you've got the lost in bitcoin you've got the it's like it's 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 probably what like five six years behind the english language world but it's kind of there are like shoots you know great so, I I, so for me it's like that may there that should and, and and based on like andy's point about number go up and you know, the people are doing that you would expect them to see their purchasing power increase and, and and then maybe double down in terms of like investing in these things and growing these things and so we should see therefore those kind of grow and get stronger and 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 and, and inspire other uh japanese people to to do something you know similar uh their own projects so i think we will see something emerge organically sort of grassroots as a result of that um but i don't know like brad we do is that what you meant or are you talking about something more kind of intentional and kind of like like you know top down i'm well so i'm i'm really happy to hear about this uh um is it the bitcoin zukan that you're talking about i just looked it it up that's it that's the one okay yeah yeah it looks like it's uh Bitcoin hyphen Zukan, Z-U-K-A-N.com. I think uh, this was mentioned in the Diamond Hands newsletter as well. So yeah, that looks like a really cool site. I hadn't checked it out before now. Um, yeah, so happy to hear about that. And, and yeah, you're right. There are grassroots efforts. I guess uh, what I immediately, what my mind jumped to was like a, uh, like a, uh, more like a news, like a traditional news site, or even like a Bitcoin magazine, where 
you could visit every day and there'll be different content. And it's not, I mean, some mm. of it is deep dives, but some of it is just like very short, like somewhat uh, AI generated articles, but it gives, it gives visitors a, a feel of, well, I mean, it, it supplies them with information, but it also gives them a feel of like, oh, lots is happening. And, and this is a site I want mm. to visit regularly and, and be thinking about Bitcoin things often. And mm. um, I don't know, like, is there a need for that in Japanese? Basically, like a Bitcoin only version of CoinPost. I, th- I think the hundred percent is. Um, I th- bec- and you, what you, what, while you're saying that, you got me thinking because I mean, ninety percent of life as a Bitcoiner, you, you kind of sustain yourself through like the cultural currents, right? Like it's maybe it's maybe it's Bitcoin Magazine, maybe it's Nostra, maybe it's you know podcasts, but like you're you're spending most a lot of the day, right? Sort of emerge, like surrounding yourself with Bitcoin culture, or at least as an English native English speaker. In Japan, I feel sorry for these guys because they don't have that. And a lot of the times you'll hear from Japanese Bitcoiners, like they'll talk 60% of what they talk about is shitcoin, is actually shitcoins. Because I feel like the Japanese language media largely is crypt, quote unquote crypto media, right? Yeah. And so for the for the whole, yeah, I, I, I don't, and I don't know if it's a chicken and an egg thing, but it's like, it almost seems like you need that Bitcoin only culture and media in order to, to produce maybe to, 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 to convert people to Bitcoin maxis and then to sustain them as Bitcoin maxis. And I, I, I'm not sure which comes first. Is it, is it the Bitcoiners with the cash and then they decide to like grow these media businesses or is it, you know, um, I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I feel like in Japan, yeah, we definitely we don't have that, and that's why a lot of Japanese are just like walking into the the mistake of shitcoinery. Yeah, because honestly, I think it's fair to say, like, if you want to, if you want to stay up to date, e- even if you only want to stay up to date with Bitcoin news, I think probably CoinPost or somewhere similar is is the place that's supplying that Japanese. Uh, the Japanese articles on that news the quickest. Um, so yeah, there isn't like a Bitcoin only version of that available if people want it. That's a big problem. I like, yeah, I think, I think like you say, like a Bitcoin magazine in Japanese and it would, would it, would it, would it need to be, and here's my question back to you and, and Andy, but would that need to be a Japanese company that did that? Like, so in other words, or or could the Bitcoin, um, sorry, could the Bitcoin magazine, could they like launch a Japanese language? Could they like expand into Japan, do you think? Or is it just culturally so different here that we it would need to be a local company that did it? Well, I think one of the difficulties is when, when you're talking about a lot of the, the Bitcoin media companies, these are all independent, quote unquote, uh, media outlets. And that's kind of a kind of an american uk you know small independent media in japan m- most media right is kind of court stenographers right you go you get the official thing you write it down you get the official opinion and and you kind of brought blast that out occasionally you'll have maybe the asahi that that leans left or the other one that leans another way or something but for the most part they're not doing editorializing in the same way that that, that we are. So people, you'd have to even have them on the lookout for something like that, right? You have to kind of get them interested or feel the need to find independent media on that because they'll, they're just going to look for, you know, the, the, the price, 
that the news tells them in yen and not much else besides that. Right? I'm not making a definitive statement on that one. This is my my feeling when I look at most Japanese media outlets. Like you don't have a shit ton of independent uh, counter counter narrative publications out there. Is is that true of things like fashion and except like are there no niches out there catered by independent I, I, and that's a question I, I don't know I've never I, I'm not aware of any myself but I don't know Brad if you're aware of any I think I think there's independent media um I think it's uh yeah the the big media companies well I guess there's less uh less of a um speak truth to power type of uh ambition um not to say that that has survived very well anywhere else but uh um yeah i think something like fashion is probably less threatening to the uh right the the, the order so uh so there could what, be a what... lot of independent outlets well i should have explained myself better because like my, so my image for this what I guess springs to mind is less like confrontational things about the central banks and whatever. And it's more emphasizing the cultural significance of Bitcoin, which I think, I think you could do in Japanese in a, you know, in a way that doesn't threaten existing power structures, at least, you know, uh, obviously, I mean, it, it might, it might be somewhat sub subversive. Right. But, um, but I would have thought those kind of subcultures existed in Japan and I'm not sure because I'm not connected to any of them or whatever, but I just, I've always assumed there was some kind of like, there's a, there's, there are subversive subcultures. There are people out there living completely separate from the, from the official court narratives and what, whatever, at least, at least that's what I like to think that, or I, I believe that is true of Japan. And, and I feel I like, think you, so, yeah, it, yeah, Bitcoin could emerge as that kind of, it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be a mainstream thing. It's not like you could, you know, Miss Watanabe is going to be reading this thing, but it's like, it's just something kind of cool and niche and, and sub, it's a subculture which a certain kind of person would, you know, um, well, um, Bitcoin maxis, right, would, would, would kind of rally around. I, I feel, yeah, I feel like that, 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 that is how it would emerge if it does emerge. I think so. As for whether it should be a Japanese company or a Bitcoin magazine, I can kind of see the argument for both. I think if it was like a Japanese subsidiary of Bitcoin magazine, then you would have more funding going into it because they could funnel uh, money from overseas and just uh, by virtue of the, the the salary and probably like advertiser um, prices, they could probably pay more. Um, on the other hand, I think if a Japanese company were doing it, it would be more... Uh, like uh, the 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 aesthetic, the layout, the the content would be more Japanese, more familiar, and maybe more engaging. Because um, I think w what I learned from my experience at CoinPost was that, uh, like, if you want readers to really become loyal, like like checking back and really like reading a lot of articles, you have to write it in a Japanese way. It can't just be a Japanese translation of an English article. Hmm. The yeah, I mean, we should do a research thing. Go to uh, go to the bookstore and read, you know, all the various otaku magazines that they got 
sitting out there because they do have mm-hmm. an, uh, a shit ton of magazines. I don't know if anybody reads these things, um, but they do exist. Um, so to your point, they do have subcultures that are involved in something, uh, whether or not Bitcoin would be one of those things is another story. The You know, it has to kind of reach the, you know, sounds gay, but, you know, reach the imagination of a certain sub subset of people. Mm. And, you know, just looking at, you know, the Tokyo Bitcoin group, you can still, you can see that it, it, it isn't there yet. You know, mm. um, there aren't, 500 people at at meetups there's not meetups in every city kind of thing um Mm. it's actually fairly underrepresented so for whatever reason and we keep and we keep coming back to this we do this in conversation and we do this on the show like why why doesn't it kind of crack this nut and i i for life me i can't figure it out you know um but it hasn't and maybe 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 dash is right when when ramen is you know whatever you said five thousand yen for ramen then Bit- the uh, the appeal of, of of Bitcoin will pick up, but it to date has not. And unless that pain point exists, or unless there's some kind some kind of thing that uh, grabs grabs the uh, the attention and the imagination of, of of the locals, it doesn't matter what kind of media it is. I don't know that anybody's going to consume it. Mm. Here's what here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make it a a print magazine we're gonna on the cover is gonna be like a a buxom uh gravia girl in a bikini we're gonna have it in on the in the combini uh shelves with all those other magazines the inside is gonna be completely manga uh articles are gonna be turned into manga form we'll have like the adventures of michael sailor just like they did that manga about Carlos Ghosn after the after or when he oh, became did? what CEO of, of <laughs> Nissan yeah 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 have the adventures of Michael Saylor we'll bring in Satoshi Nakamoto as a character and uh we'll reach the hearts and minds man I mean you do have the benefit of the name you could make Satoshi Nakamoto into a, a little mini deity in in Japan here just on the name alone so mm. you do have that going for you I don't know I've noticed they they put his name in katakana right so it's like yeah it's like it's like Yokono. He's not, you know, it's he's far it's foreign. He's foreign. Uh, no, you know, he you won't fool, fool fooling anyone out here with that. <laughs> actually I, I mean it's kinda of funny. I have seen a bit I remember on Amazon when I first got into this, I was searching around here and saw a, a Bitcoin manga book and I thought to myself, This is the cringiest, lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh I don't I never did buy it. I'm curious if it's any good, uh, but hopefully when Brad produces this, are you going to hand draw these uh, cartoons? By the way, or <laughs> AI man, state yeah. of diffusion. Yeah, AI. Mm. Do it. I'll, <laughs> I'll just say, do it in the style of Meitante Conan. The I am I am very curious to see how you can stretch this thing out. The uh, I'm yeah. I mean, if you could pull this off, you would be like. Nobel Prize level worthy economist mm. in this friggin' country. I, I guarantee it. Just how do you capture the, you know, the Asian mind as it re- as mm. it relates to this friggin' thing? Because you will have done the world and Japan itself a great service by getting these people off their ass out of the yen and into Bitcoin. I don't know about Nobel Prize, but it's certainly a rare thing. I mean, but you you can look at the likes of Costco, right? Costco, I- IKEA. 
I mean, you can count on one hand, I guess, the number of companies that have really come out here and succeeded. They tend to have like really, um, they like like for example, take um, IKEA. I think failed the first couple of times they came, and then they finally succeeded. And one of the things I know IKEA did, I, w- I remember going to a presentation and like they said that in uh, what they one thing they'd done. It sounds so simple, but they just had to make the you know you know if you have you ever been to an IKEA store and you're sort of walking around um you know the um it's like you're inside a house right or you know or or, or, or the rooms as you're walking around they had to make those smaller they had to make those six tatami size uh, and that was one of the factors of, of their success um and it's sometimes it just takes those little tweaks and it's things that you you wouldn't necessarily think about that are obvious um and yet when you strike gold i mean look at akia look at costco i mean that like japan must be some of their bigger biggest markets right so when you when you get it right i mean things really um things can really explode so yeah we just got to keep got to keep racking our brains <laughs> i don't know what it's going to be with bitcoin but yeah. uh, i'm guessing the guys from murakari keeping an eye on them would probably be smart as well because it seems like they, they they know what they're doing and you know, with the with the Bitcoin stuff they're doing there, it might be interesting to see how they're promoting that. You'd also have to kind of have some, you know, you have to have people that are that are not. I mean, one of the things that that say a Bitcoin magazine has, at that that's made it successful is that it's got people that can approach it from various angles. So it's not all, um, hundred forty autistic software engineers talking about the thing you know they get they, they get it from this angle they get it from that angle so people who have a, a variety of interests can can connect to it uh one of the things i fear about how it would be implemented here in japan is that you would get you know everybody that is super into coding writing you know writing these articles and 99 percent of the population couldn't understand it and the other one percent they would board they would be bored to tears by reading this crap because it would be written like a textbook. So you'd have to get people who can understand both the Bitcoin and Bitcoin as an angle into, I don't know, so, you know, whatever the, whatever stuff they shill on Bitcoin magazine, sociology, uh, psychology, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's legitimate or not. And I have my criticisms of a lot of these articles where they're kind of retarded, but at least it makes for interesting uh, reading as opposed to here's how SHA-256 work, works for the 7,000th time from this minor minute angle or, you know, the, the intricate delicacies of uh, TX hash versus, you know, uh, CTV or something that, that nobody understands and nobody cares about. We, we need the Japanese Andreas Antonopoulos, right? Absolutely. Uh, we, we just haven't, like Japan's never had that um the evangelist someone who could explain it as you say i need to peep to norm, normal people in the way they can understand um we need to yeah, orange some rockable comedians mm. <laughs> <laughs> i was i had i had hopes for hodie hodie uh, oh, yeah hodie and i watched him like he does like he's like he's smart and he gets a lot of things but he doesn't whatever i haven't i haven't watched his youtube for a while but he didn't get it he didn't get bitcoin so yeah, I was actually at a I was at a real estate conference where he was the keynote speaker 
and he talked a little bit about real estate. He mostly talked about uh, uh, electric cars and uh, going to space because I think he he has that space startup. Um, but I have to say he's a he's a captivating speaker. He he has the energy of like a, a kind of an Elon Musk or mm. you know one of these one Is of these. Is that a compliment? Can... He has the energy of Elon Musk. I don't know if that's the energy that I want. Maybe, uh, maybe not the the energy, but uh, but certainly the uh, the imagination and uh, ability mm. to say things that that no one else is is thinking about. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's willing to say, uh, and and he's also quite funny. I think he's funnier than Musk, and I think that's why he gets away with a lot of what he says because people know he's really smart, but he's he's also funny. You know, I heard him saying self-deprecating things about when he was in jail, for example. That was funny. Um, and for, for, the list, for the listeners who are not familiar, familiar, he went to jail because for, for some kind of financial irregularities in, in his company, Livedoor, which was complete bullshit. It was a complete it was a complete hit job because he'd upset some of the establishment figures. I think he tried to buy a baseball team or something, and he said he said something about the wrong people. And so they went and look, had a close look at the books, and he ended up going to jail. It's absolute nonsense. Whereas none of the Olympus people have gone to jail. None of the Toshiba people have gone to jail. So it's very selectively enforced out here how that's done. But yeah, no, he's um, he's 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 funny. He's smart. He gets a lot. And he he's I think he's pretty good with English, and he kind of understands what's going on in. America, etc. But he just, for whatever reason, just doesn't doesn't grow Bitcoin. So, um, but it, it sounds like from what you said, Brad, he's very he's probably quite consciously kind of following Elon Musk in a way, I guess. And Elon Musk doesn't really get Bitcoin either, right? So, you know, maybe we got to we, we, maybe the order is Elon and then and then Hodiemon. I like it how you be. start at the absolute top and then you're like, we'll work our way down from there. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, we're coming up on the hour and a half here. Good topic. I like talking about the media. Although we didn't get to talk about how much we hate them because we do hate them, right? And by we, I mean I. And we don't hate them. Who's? I think this is Michael Malice. Who's, who's them? I, I want to know who them is before I agree to this. The media. <laughs> the media in general. Reporters. Yeah, journalists. I think this is a Michael Malice line. One of the last libertarians I actually listened to. It's like, you you hate them, but you don't hate them enough. Or you don't hate them as much as you should. Or something like that. That's generally my opinion. So. Yeah, I... I, ha- I don't know. I, I, ha- I hate the New York Times. I hate the Financial Times. Even though I read it. I hate read it. But... Uh... I don't know, Brad. Got- this is your field. Do you hate them enough? I don't think you hate them enough. Probably not. No, I mean, a few a few years ago, I was a paying New York Times subscriber, and uh, I mean, I'm you should be ashamed. <laughs> I've certainly wow. soured on them and a, a number of other outlets since then. I think. I mean, when I came out of college, I a journalist was high on my list of of things I wanted to be. I was really hmm. captivated by this idea of of having your profession be to investigate wrongdoing and, you know, as, as I said before, speak truth to power and hold people accountable. Um, obviously that, uh, that's much more of an ideal than, than reality, but, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I, uh, I hesitate to give up on it entirely. Well, so now what you're doing is you just become a Twitter anon, right? That's how you're going to speak truth to power. Well, uh, you're right about the Anon part. I have, I have <laughs> basically zero following. <laughs> the uh, sorry, Dash. We didn't mean to to bother you with this 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 uh, on un, the unwashed Twitter speak here, but 
that is uh that's where real things happen not on Nostra yet i'm sorry uh i would i would disagree i would say the <laughs> signal the signal is on Nostra the uh but the uh the noise it's all noise Andy, over in onyx yes well either way good topic thanks for bringing it up and for the listener yes we all uh do hate journalists here we hate them with every fiber of our being and we will hate them more tomorrow uh than we did today so you should too listener uh, if you are a, a true, true red-blooded Bitcoiner, you will hate journalists, the media, and everything they do. Um, sorry, Brad. You've been outvoted. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yep, Brad, Dash, Andy, see you next time. Later, y'all. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Yo, I'm looking at the skyline as I drive my skyline. I'm rocking baby name like Neo in a way. Tokyo drifting, what Nakimoto gifted. These dollars don't make sense, no longer on the fence. Bitcoin only, homie. Michael Saylor told me, ain't no second best. It's my one and only. Fear taking L's. Bitcoin doing well. I'm in Tokyo at the Citadel. Wipe like red dot GTI DCA to BTC Stacking sacks money chart Hey, Wipe like red dot GTI DCA to BTC Stacking sacks money chart TikTok Next block, this is a major epoch My C phrase, I keep locked Don't worry about what we got What he got, what she got If it's Bitcoin, we good bruh If it's Bitcoin, we good bruh If it's Bitcoin, we good bruh Like, hey, got a thousand flows hey. Done a hundred shows hey. Check the proof of work yep. Yeah, man, it really shows hey. Citadel living, V for V We keep on giving out You know what we're all about We orange, purple, kitted out Increasing Bitcoin adoption So many plebs have not TikTok, next block, you know we ain't gonna stop it Increasing Bitcoin adoption, so many plebs I've adopted TikTok, next block, you know we ain't gonna stop it